Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today is spiritual law, part one. <laughs> and we tend to uh, give the tangible and the physical and that which we can see, touch, and feel a lot more credibility. Uh, however, spirituality should be given a lot of credibility also, spiritual law, that is. And we have to, I think it's good for our own well-being and our own consciousness and uh, uh, and also it probably is a catalyst to our own growth if we can accept, assimilate the idea that there are spiritual laws and there are consequences to not following them. Uh, some may be good or bad consequences. Um, so law from the... Um, there are so many of these spiritual laws spoken about in the Bhagavad Gita, and the law we're going to talk about today is hinted at in this statement from the Bhagavad Gita, and I quote, Whenever there is a withering of the law and an uprising of lawlessness on all sides, then I manifest myself for the salvation of the righteous and the destruction of such as do evil. For the firm establishing of the law, I come to birth age after age. What is... Uh, what is law in the spiritual sense? And I'd also like you to, if you can make a comment about the Bhagavad Gita for people who aren't familiar with that. The Bhagavad Gita is the great uh, Hindu uh, religious text uh, that documents the ancient battle between um, the, the two uh, sides of um, uh, warring tribes in which the disciple Arjuna was involved and he had to take a stand. Krishna was his mentor and his advisor and it's Krishna speaking in this statement uh, whenever there is a withering of the law and an uprising of lawlessness then I manifest myself. I come to birth age after age for the firm establishing of the law. Krishna in this 
particular instance is speaking as the world teacher, as the uh, avatar, one could say, if people are familiar with that term, of a great being who comes periodically to humanity to remind us about the working of spiritual law and to help us uh, uh, live more uh, attuned to spiritual law. And the whole of human history viewed in this way is um, uh, a depiction of humanity gradually being uplifted in consciousness to greater and greater cooperation with higher and higher spiritual laws. We speak of the law of the jungle as a way, uh, it's a kind of a metaphor to describe people who are reacting to life and to their wants and desires on a very primitive level. And spiritual law is the opposite polarity to that. It's, I suppose it's um, most um, uh, obvious uh, expression is in the conscience, mm -hmm. which is that little voice inside the heads of most of us that tells us when we have done something that we know was not in line with our highest uh, knowledge, our highest understanding. To me, that's the the expression of spiritual law in a very rudimentary sense. Well, yes, when we talk about spiritual law, that's, uh, <clears throat> it, it, as you said at the beginning, it, it's kind of a, uh ephemeral kind of thing. It's difficult to put your uh, finger on it, but we're all subject to spiritual law. We're all products of spiritual law. And But um, <clears throat> there's one definition in the um, in the writings of Alice Bailey for example, about spiritual law. And she says, a law is only an expression or manifestation of force or a spiritual impulse applied under the power of thought by a thinker or a group of thinkers. Now, um, <clears throat> here we have a definition of, of a spiritual law that it is simply an impulse or a... Um, uh, a manifestation of force or an expression of force that has been set in motion on the inner planes to govern the manifestation of life as it works out physically and tangibly in the world. So that's another way of, of looking at uh, this whole vast body of laws that... Uh, that we're talking about today. Well, coming back to this expression in the Bhagavad Gita, the withering of the law probably defines how a lot of people feel about the present age, that um, there's a sense, I think, among many people that laws no longer apply, the laws that govern their youth, uh, the laws to which they were subjected don't seem to apply to today's times, and that people are basically just running amok. That's mm -hmm. a, a, the complaint, I suppose, of every generation that looks back uh, at the younger generation coming along. But there might be that sense of the withering of the law in today's times in the sense that old standards and old old regulations um, have fallen away and they haven't quite been replaced by what is emerging in the future, what future laws will govern us. I think we're in a kind of a transitional mm -hmm. state. And there is a, a widespread sense that the law, that which we live by, the standards of human conduct, the standards of human relationships, the standards of goodness and decency uh, and rightness have um, been thrown up for 
rethinking and reconsideration. And yet we are all subjected to law, as as you say. Uh, an obvious one is the law of gravity. You can't see it, but when you break it, you know. Yeah, it will <laughs> certainly come back to haunt you. <laughs> and the same thing, I guess, is true with spiritual laws. If yes. we break spiritual laws, uh, you know it. They, the breaking of them could come back to haunt us, too. But, uh, and I think we, all of us, have a very keen sense of when we break the law. I really think that children should be taught from a very early age to listen to their conscience much more, because I think there is that inner perception in very young children of what's right and wrong. There's a particular age in the development of human being when they really get fixed on law. I don't know if it's when they're about three or if it's a little older, but psychologists have have um, documented that particular age in the development of the human being when they are very quick to point out that somebody got away with something <laughs> and it wasn't right. Well, that's the awakening of the, the conscience and the sense of uh, law and order in life, and they want a very orderly world at that age. It's a human impulse. I think uh, people certainly can comprehend, assimilate man-made law because it's based on the tangible. Uh, but does a does a spiritual law, does it have any relation uh, to man-made law? Sometimes I think it can. There's the statement, uh, I think it was Jesus who said, Render unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. We are all governed by both material or man-made laws and by spiritual laws, and we have to honor both. Yes, uh, man-made law, I would say, is uh, uh, probably a reflection of these inner spiritual laws. I mean, we uh, we create laws because of this inner desire, this inner impulse to regulate and to create order in our lives. And so we have thousands and thousands of laws and regulations set up, uh, just as God has laws and regulations that govern his creations and he, he uh, god is uh, creating a um uh, um <clears throat> a planetary life a form that has to be regulated uh, according to uh, certain spiritual laws and so we're all subject to these laws as we said before but so it it comes down to this um ancient saying as above so below there are laws above and there are equally laws below here in, at man-made laws and that's why we have them because uh, it's a deep spiritual impulse to, to create law. It's a way, I think, uh, that human beings have of imposing order on the world and of bringing human activity into alignment with what they think is divine purpose. And I think that's why law has to evolve and change and transform itself as humanity itself evolves and expands in consciousness. The old laws don't apply uh, in more modern and more spiritually advanced times. And that's why I think there's a lot of reconsideration of the law today because we are moving into a new age and a new, a new era and the old standards, the old laws, aren't so universally uh, appropriate. But we're attempting to make man-made laws, uh, I think, more in line with spiritual values. One example is the increasing attention being given to the world court 
by uh, which was established by the United Nations in the Hague in the Holland in Holland and uh, it's very interesting to see the reaction of the different nations of the world to their willingness or lack of willingness to cooperate and to submit to the world court um, some nations are willing to put their their cases uh, to the world court for example there was a boundary dispute between uh, Ecuador and Peru I think that uh, both nations have fought over for years and I might be wrong on this but I think those were the two nations or maybe I'm thinking of Nicaragua and Honduras um, I'm sorry to be vague on that point but anyway the two quarreling nations finally decided to turn the dispute over the boundary to the world court other cases that are going to the world court involve um, the environment which can't be uh, contained within national boundaries when we misuse the environment it spreads to other nations and that's a, a natural case to bring before the world court drug trafficking mm -hmm. money laundering uh, the law of the seas treaty was a successful example of uh, international agreement on laws the rights of children is another issue where we haven't achieved much agreement uh, but yeah I think those a lot of those new laws in, at least in the past um, <clears throat> several decades since the end of World War II uh, the a lot of these laws are becoming international laws, and mm -hmm. I think that is a, a good thing because uh, it it makes us aware of just how interrelated all of us are in terms of people and in terms of nations. And if we don't uh, live by certain laws and obey those laws and have a willingness to obey the laws, then there will be chaos in the world. And so this is a way of regulating the flow of trade and the flow of goods and the, f the flow of money around the world. And um, as long as it's everybody is obeying these laws and playing by the rules, then everything works smoothly. But there's a lot of controversy, too, uh, and a lot of um, resistance uh, on the part of many nations to submit to... Uh, an international court, so it's not so easy to come to agreement on on universal standards and values and laws. But I think it's a, in its own way, a deeply spiritual endeavor, mm -hmm. and I think it's fascinating to watch it progress. Mm -hmm. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, and our topic for today is spiritual law. Well, actually, a spiritual law part one, and. Uh, if you'd like to uh, explore this topic further, uh, of course you can uh, find this topic scattered throughout all of the 24 volumes of uh, Alice Bailey uh, literature. Uh, however, if you want to uh, read a book that focuses more profoundly on it, uh, the book that we have within our 24 volumes called Esoteric Psychology, Volume 2, uh, you could order that book and you'll be able to really go into depth on uh, our topic for today, Spiritual Law. And also, uh, uh, if you'd like a general package of information, so many people have questions about us, who are we, and uh, what is our objective, what's our mission, and uh, I guess the most commonly asked question, uh, are, is Lucis Trust, is, is it a religion? And no, we're not a religion. We uh, explore spiritual philosophy, and uh, we certainly respect whatever religion uh, that you uh, that you've adopted and abide by, and uh, there are people from 
uh, all walks of life and uh, from many backgrounds, many religious backgrounds, who uh, uh, develop an interest and get really deeply into the works of Alice Bailey and get involved in Lucy's Trust and they bring their religion with them. And yet we share ideas about spiritual philosophy. We look at the um, uh, the works of Alice Bailey, uh, the 24 volumes, and we speak about and interact about her ideas, and we find them quite interesting as a group. So if you'd like to order the book, uh, Esoteric Psychology, Volume, t- uh, volume 2, and uh, explore the topic of spirituality further, spiritual law that is further, you can do that, or you can order uh, the general package of information that tells you a lot about who we are and, and you'll find it quite comprehensive. You can order our books or uh, or our uh, free package of information at the following number, one 695 8247 Once again, uh, the toll-free number is one 695 8247 Easy way to remember it is one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis uh, in order to call that toll free number, and it's a lot easier to remember it that way. If you'd like to listen to our uh, our, libra- uh, our library of previously archived uh, uh, shows, and uh, we have many of them now on this uh, website, you can key it into our website and listen to any of our. Any of, show, any of our shows that we've done in the past, and we've archived them. Uh, our website is www.lucistrust.org. Uh, once again, www.lucistrust.org. Our email is newyork at lucistrust.org. And remember that the work of Lucis Trust, including this program, is funded entirely by voluntary donations, and we welcome your support. Um, can you uh, <clears throat> can you give us some examples uh, of spiritual law? Because there may, might be people out there who wonder what spiritual law is. Mm-hmm. Well, a very um, obvious example is the Ten Commandments that I think most people are familiar with. Uh, it's called the Mosaic Code or the Mosaic Law. Uh, that's an example of spiritual law. The golden rule is another example, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I think the golden rule is found in some form or another in virtually every religion in the world. It's a universally recognized law that uh, boils down to treat others as you would like them to treat you. Um, I don't know, there's a, there's a law that Rabbi Hillel said uh, topped them all. And that was, love thy neighbor as thyself. He said, that is the whole law, and all the rest is commentary. Mm. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah, love is, um, we we sort of take that for granted, but actually that's one of those deep spiritual laws that uh, (coughs) governs, actually it governs all life upon this planet. Uh, Oddly enough, you may find that hard to believe, but what is working out, on the planet Earth is a great expression of divine love, and that's a very basic law that uh, conditions all life here, including human beings and the animal kingdom and all the other kingdoms. Could you say that all human misery is caused by our uh, lack of obeyance of this law? Yeah, you could say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's, it's a withering. That's 
an example where the war, the, the, there is a withering of the law and a breaking of the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we pay the consequences. And we pay the consequences, mm-hmm. and that, that brings up uh, other laws that, I mean, there are, this is discussed uh, uh, quite thoroughly in many of the Alice Bailey books, and if anyone is really interested in looking into uh, spiritual law, then uh, <coughs> the one of the books that you mentioned, The Esoteric Psychology, would be one to start. But it, it, there are literally hundreds of these laws, and they all have different names, like Law of Cause and Effect. Uh, for every effect, there is a cause, a basic cause. Uh, the Law of Evolution, and there's some question about that in some people's minds. But... Uh, Everything is evolving and moving ahead slowly and slowly. There's the law of karma, which we've talked about before on these shows, and the law of rebirth, or more commonly called reincarnation. So, I mean, there are um, any number of these laws, and I think in in subsequent programs we'll be going into these laws in more detail, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, those are just (coughs) a few that... um, that we are going to be dealing with and we have to be dealing with all the time. So stay tuned and we'll talk <laughs> ad nauseum about law, won't we? More than you ever <laughs> want to know about law. Alice Bailey said an interesting thing um, that I came across. She said a new law is needed and, and it is let a person so live that his life is harmless. That would be uh, an interesting um uh, rule to live by harmlessness would be uh, a way to alleviate a lot of human uh, woe. But um, there's an interesting phenomenon going on in the world today, and it is, I think, a growing interest in in law and legislation. Not only is there the world court on a more mundane level, there's a lot of interest uh, in entertainment uh, about law, programs on law that appear on television and movies and best-selling novels that uh, feature uh, at the the base of the plot is the question of law. So I think people are uh, fascinated by the subject and the the legislation that goes on in, in uh, democracies absorbs the attention of a lot of us. It should. So I think we're at a point in our development where we are having to take a more active part in in law. That's the whole point of a democracy, that it has to be participatory, and we can't just leave it up to a few people to make the decisions for us. We have to pay attention and understand the, the basic principles. Yes, and if we don't, there'll be chaos. And right. It's, um, <clears throat> you can't drive down the road without obeying certain laws, and uh, if you don't obey the laws, then there'll be a huge pileup, <laughs> but, uh, and you can't, you can't go into space, uh, for example, without following the laws that govern the solar system and the laws of the, the mechanics that uh, govern the flow of uh, planets around each other and the cosmic law like that, so uh, we, we can't avoid these laws. And maybe you could say that the last 100 years or 150 years, uh, humanity has really made tremendous progress in identifying scientific laws. 
like space and so on, mm-hmm. that um, it it has plumbed the depths of those laws, and maybe it's ready now for more um, uh, a deeper understanding of moral and spiritual law. I think we have reached the point where we realize that it's not just a matter of enforcement. Goodness knows we've tried that in this society. Lock them up and make them pay the price really hasn't solved the problem. Crime seems to be increasing in many segments of society. So something else is needed. And I think uh, there's a, a clue given in the writings of Alice Bailey that it has that the law has to become the custodian of a positive righteousness and not just a, a, a responsive uh, enforcement. In other words... The law has to be obeyed because it evokes within the human being a sense of its rightness and his willingness to cooperate with it. And that has to start with very young children. Is, um, is our daily life uh, affected by these spiritual laws? Probably far more than we know. Um, we We can begin to identify how the law works in our lives if we adopt that practice of the daily review at the end of each day. I like that. Would you tell us about that once again? I've mentioned it before, but it's a practice of um, reviewing one's day, going backwards Mm -hmm. from events and outcomes back to probable causes. And that's where you can begin to discover your... uh, obedience to or disobedience to certain spiritual laws. Things happen because I did not obey the law of love, because I did not obey the law of right speech or harmlessness or whatever. So reviewing actions and tracing them back to their causes can help one to see laws that works out in his own life. Yes, and another um, obvious law is the one I mentioned earlier, I think, about the law of rebirth, more commonly called reincarnation, everybody is in this world as a result of this law. We're sitting here now, and you are sitting at home as a result of this law. And uh, it is uh, a law that, that uh, is obeyed by the soul, and it places you in uh, a particular place in the world at a particular time to uh, <coughs> work out certain um, certain things having to do with karma, probably, which is another law, and uh, all these laws are following the path of evolution, which is another law. So it, it's one, if we, if we kind of think about our lives, we are totally uh, <coughs> caught up in one law of, or one kind or another. We just can't avoid them. And the goal in uh, spiritual development is to become your own legislator, Mm -hmm. to not leave it up to society or the courts or the police to keep you in line, uh, but to become your own monitor of your behavior and your relationships. That's using the law in the sense that the soul would wield it, and that's where... um, the Daily Review can help one to begin to see how you cooperate with or don't cooperate with God's plan. There is a plan for each of our lives, and uh, the breaking of the law is the avoidance of that plan, if you understand. Maybe I'm not being very clear, but when, for example, if our soul has a goal and a purpose in mind for us that we fail to observe, we are breaking the law 
we are not being obedient to our highest uh, intentions. And for each of us, that has to be determined by ourselves. It can't be told us by another. But um, it is it is our objective to become more and more aware of that internal uh, guiding law. And <coughs> once again, if you'd uh, I'd like a general package of infa- information, it has a lot of material in it, uh, telling you who we are and what we're all about, um, what are our basic premises. You can certainly order our general package of information and order it on our toll-free number. We'll be happy to send it out to you free of charge. You can order at uh, 1-866-695-8247. You can also order our books uh, directly from that number. The easy way to remember, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light Stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You're sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, statement's coming at ya, statement's coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.